Uh, with your hymnals in hand, if you'll turn to the back to page 871, uh, we'll turn to the page where we are up to in our catechism study, and it's question 32 and 33 today. So page 871, question 32 and 33. And then after that, I'll be reading from Romans 3, uh, 22 and 25, uh, which you could flip to later if you need to. Uh, But uh, join me, help me as uh, we'll do question 32. You'll see it sort of sets up this section, and then we'll really focus on question 33. So help me out with question 32 if you have it in front of you. Uh, What benefits do they that are effectually called partake of in this life? They that are effectually called do in this life partake of justification, adoption, and sanctification. And the several benefits which in this life do either accompany or flow from them. Okay, and now we'll talk about that first benefit it talks about. Uh, What is justification? Justification is an act of God's free grace wherein he pardoneth all our sins and accepteth us as righteous in his sight, only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. And let me read to you from Romans chapter 3. You'll probably know these verses. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, God, I pray that you would uh, bless and add your understanding as we seek to understand this uh, wonderful foundational doctrine of justification in Christ. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, sometimes when we're trying to learn what something is, it's really helpful to say what it's not. Um, uh, Good teachers, you've probably had, use this method. And there are certain things that are are almost hard to get a grasp on, but when you say, well, it's not that, it's, it's not that, uh, love, in English at least, is one of those things that if you ask someone, what is love, um, uh, there would be many different answers, and it might depend on the context. But if you start listing what love is not, you start narrowing down what we're talking about. For instance, uh, love is not just a feeling, right? It can include feelings, uh, but every young couple needs to learn at some point that love isn't just equal with feeling. Uh, love is not transactional, it's mutual, but it's not transactional. If, if you do something nice for your friend, your friend doesn't pull out a notebook and write down and say, okay, uh, we got to square up soon. No, they, they receive the gift. They give the gift. We serve one another. Um, tonight with justification, I want to do something very similar. Uh, we'll certainly define positively what it is, and the question does that. Uh, but we're going to look at a few ways of what is justification not. And I think that will help us narrow down Um, This doctrine, which has been called the doctrine by which the church rises or falls. And of course, we could say that about many things, like like Scripture alone or or others. Uh, But this doctrine is really right at the heart of the gospel. Uh, What does it mean that we're saved by grace alone, uh, in Christ alone, by faith alone? Uh, It really hinges then on this doctrine of justification. And so you'll remember that we're in this section of uh, what's called the order of salvation or the ordo salutis. We've looked at effectual calling, uh, regeneration, where God changes our hearts. We've looked at conversion, which is faith and repentance, repent and believe in the gospel. And here we are at justification. And 
you see that this is in the section called, what are, what are the benefits that believers partake of uh, when they come to faith in Christ um, in this life, not just the life to come? There's another section we'll look at. What are the benefits in the life to come and even the benefits at death? Uh, but for now, it's uh, those who are effectually called do partake of justification. That's today. Um, adoption, uh, Lord willing, that's next week, and sanctification the week after that. And then we'll start to look at those several benefits which do accompany or flow from them. And we'll look at question 36, which starts to talk about assurance of God's love, peace of conscience, joy in the Holy Spirit, increase of grace. And you start to see uh, Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously with him give us all things? This grace upon grace principle. We start now with justification, but it's going to flow out into this wonderful section on God's grace. But now very briefly, what is justification uh, not? Uh, Number one, justification is not something that we do. Uh, Justification is not something that we do. Um, uh, The question, what is justification? It is an act of uh, who? What does the uh, question say? An act of God, an act of God's free grace. And then it, it starts to talk about what God does, wherein he pardons all of our sins, wherein he accepts us as righteous in his sight, only for the righteousness of Christ, so something Christ has done, imputed to us and received by faith alone. Um, and so there is something that we do, and we just covered that in a few weeks ago. We, we have faith in Jesus Christ. God doesn't have faith for us. He, it's a gift in the sense that he changes our hearts. He makes us able to have faith. Uh, but we truly do receive and rest upon Christ alone. Uh, but God is the one who justifies. The word itself, um, in English and in Greek, uh, has to do with the word righteous uh, or good. So just or righteous. And so to justify is to righteousify somebody. <laughs> uh, we don't have an equivalent in English. Um, and what we're going to get at, this action of God, um, in the sections to follow is, well, what do we mean by that? Uh, what do we mean by justify? Because Christian, well, Christians and non-Christians will answer it in a different way. But for now, just notice it's, it's an act of God. Uh, he pardons our sin, accepts us. Um, and number two, justification, well, number one, not based on something we do. Uh, number two, justification is not even based on something that we do. Uh, if you see the distinction. So justification, we don't do justification. We receive it. Number two, it's not even based on something that we do. Um, Certainly we receive Christ by faith, but there's nothing we do that merits or, um, as it were, has God owe us justification. Um, And the catechism question puts it this way. It's an act of God's, what kind of grace? Free grace. Um, It's his free grace. In other words, it's the difference between working 40 hours and receiving a paycheck and receiving a Christmas present, right? Um, If you work 40 hours, you know, you you go to your boss and your boss pays you. I mean, you should be polite and say thank you, but your boss does owe you for those 40 hours, right? Um, So the boss shouldn't go away just feeling like, I'm so generous. You know, I just gave money to this person. No, they owed them for it, whereas a Christmas present is meant to be received as a gift. And of course, we see that in our, in our Romans passage. Uh, we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's, it's by grace alone, 
It's an act of his free grace. And so it's not based on something that we do, uh, but it is based on something that Christ has done, right? I'm sure you've heard uh, someone say, I think Sproul is famous for saying it, um, you are saved by works. Uh, They just aren't your works. Uh, They're the works of Christ, right? And so we talk about Jesus' passive obedience, meaning his uh, suffering on the cross, his dying for his people, his bearing the wrath of God. And we also need to talk about his active obedience, that he not only wiped the slate clean, uh, but he lived a perfect righteous life that Adam should have lived, that I should have lived, that you should have lived. Christ lived it. And, of course, we see in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We, we call this the, the great exchange, uh, that Jesus uh, trades us, as it were, his perfect righteousness for our unrighteousness, uh, so that, as we'll see in a moment, we're treated then as if we have lived a, a perfectly righteous life, and it was the righteous life of Christ uh, the Son. So it's not based on something that we do. It's based on what Christ has done. Uh, lastly, um, justification is not... Uh, an ongoing process. Justification is not an ongoing uh, process. Um, And this is where most of the confusion comes in. Uh, This is where we've talked a bit about some Roman Catholic theology. We won't do a deep dive here, uh, but in Roman Catholic theology, justification is very much an ongoing process, and the verdict is out until you face Judgment Day one day. Um, And so... Uh, for Roman Catholics, um, it's, it's not an act of God's grace. Um, it is an—they'll uh, use the word an infusion of God's grace. Um, it starts at baptism, and then this grace of justification more and more in the life of the believer, so that one day, uh, they do say it's his grace, that we couldn't do it on our own, but he's enabling us more and more so that one day we could merit salvation. Um, and you'll have Catholics uh, deny that, uh, but you can look at their catechism. So they have a catechism too, <laughs> and catechisms are great because they sort of lay bare what do we really believe because uh, they ask questions and follow-up questions. Let me just read just a small taste of, of the catechism just to show you what, um, uh, what we're uh, talking about. Um, we'll just go with this one. Uh, the first work of grace of the Holy Spirit is called conversion. Affecting justification in accordance with Jesus' proclamation at the beginning of the gospel, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Moved by grace, man turns toward God and away from sin, uh, thus accepting forgiveness and righteousness from on high. In some ways, so far, you're thinking, I'm tracking with you. On, we need to define our terms. But then they say this, justification is not only the remission of sins, but also the sanctification and renewal of the interior man. And later they talk about that as being, again, it begins at baptism, but it leads you to a point where someday um, God can look at you and, and say, yes, you've, because of my grace, uh, you've now become someone who can receive salvation. And you could see then the damage that gets done when justification, and we'll see in a few weeks, sanctification, which is an ongoing process, get mixed up uh, together. Um, uh, and so justification is not an ongoing work of God. That's why our, our catechism, and you could glance, uh, if you have the page up in front of you, 
Question 33 calls justification an act of God's free grace. Question 34 calls adoption an act of God's free grace. Question 35 calls sanctification the work of God's free grace, whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to die unto sin and live unto righteousness. So the divines were really smart. Even in the word they chose, justification is a once-for-all act of God. Adoption is a once-for-all act of God. You are never more justified than you are right now if you believe in Jesus. You are never more adopted, more part of the family than you are now, just like adoptions that we have in, in our world. Um, a, a child who's adopted, you, you want them to know you're in this family. We're not, you, the verdict isn't out. Uh, you are part of this family, whereas sanctification is an ongoing process, and, and it is a work of God's grace, but it's an ongoing work of his grace where we more and more die to sin and live unto righteousness. So uh, let's sort of just come out and say, what, what is justification? Then, if it's not something we do, it's not based on what we do, it's not an ongoing process, uh, justification is our being declared righteous uh, by God are being declared righteous by God. That's that fancy word there, Christ's righteousness is imputed to us. Um, it, 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 another way of saying it, even uh, uh, some of the old translations in Romans would say reckoned to us, uh, accounted to us, to use sort of a banking metaphor. His righteousness is credited to our account. Um, and that's a once-for-all act. Just like a courtroom, if a judge said, not guilty... Um, that would stand. And that person standing now before God would be changed. Um, And so John Murray says, justification means to declare or pronounce to be righteous. Why is this such good news? Um, Why is this such good news? Um, This means that God declares something, um, and now that is our standing with him. Um, and now sanctification does its work, and over time, praise God, we, we die to sin. Uh, we love him more and more. Uh, but, it, but it's not as if God is waiting around for us to reach a certain point, for him to really show his love to us. No, he showed his love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, and in effectually calling us and, and, and awakening our hearts that would have never been awakened, uh, salvation from A to Z is an act of God's free grace. Some say this is some sort of legal fiction or we're just spinning scripture, but, or, or, or that it's sort of impersonal, like, oh, is God just a judge? Or I don't think Paul thinks that in Romans 8, 31 through 36. Tell me if this is not personal, uh, the effect it has on the Christian. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who could bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, and more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That sounds pretty personal to me, that we are brought into God's family, justified, reconciled to God, and, and are able to receive all of these other wonderful benefits that come along with it, as we'll see in the weeks to come. Justification is an act of God, 
an act of his free grace alone. It's a once-for-all action that has eternal consequences. And so, like we said this morning, it's both it's the identity that we have in Christ before we move on to action that flows from that. Uh, from this place of assurance, then, you can work out your salvation with fear and trembling and joy and trust uh, as, as you know that he's at work within you. Uh, let, me, let me pray for us to that end. Lord, I pray that we would uh, take hold of this uh, biblical doctrine, that we wouldn't veer off into uh, even understandings that sound good, but they're not what your Bible teaches. I pray that you would protect us, protect your people. I pray for those uh, in our midst uh, here or Sunday morning or in the life of the church who haven't yet known what it means to be justified in Christ, that you would be working in their heart, uh, that you would effectually call them uh, as the gospel is proclaimed. Uh, As we now go into our week, I pray that we could go in the assurance of our justification, of our acceptance in Christ. And and from that, uh, would you pour your grace upon us, bless us, uh, even for the sake of the nations, even for the sake of uh, the valley here. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.